I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is a bonus episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. Now, as ever, let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello, welcome to this bonus episode. Today I'm taking you to the glorious surroundings of Holland Park, more precisely the Napoleon Gardens in Holland Park. I went there just a couple of weeks ago to meet up with Russian artist Konstantin Benkovich. It was a bit of a first in two respects. One, I was doing an interview with an artist while his work was actually being installed. And two, Konstantin spoke very little English. So my question and his answer would be going through part of his team who is the interpreter. To be honest, it did feel a little bit strange first of all. But somehow after the first question or two, it just became a normal conversation. You'll find out yourself when you listen. Well, as I mentioned, his name is Konstantin. His team were calling him Kostya, which I presumed was the Russian shortened version of Konstantin. So Kostya has got quite a fascinating story. Because of what's going on in Ukraine, it's very easy for us over here in the West to forget just how many people in Russia actually disagree with Putin's regime and his political policies. Well, there's hundreds, if not thousands, of political activists that are making their voices heard visually to demonstrate against these social and political injustices. Well, Kostya was one of these. And not quite having the freedoms of those artists outside of Russia, Kostya, his friends and other activists, had to be extremely careful about how and when they displayed their work, knowing fully well that it could only be on show for a matter of hours. Well, Putin working how Putin does, when these artists were being captured and rounded up and held without charge, a lot of times some quite awful things would be happening to them, some going missing for days or even weeks on end. And with that urge to keep creating activist art burning inside, 
The only way to do that in safety was to leave the country. Well, it's an absolutely fascinating story and one that really does need to be heard. So please, come and join me in Napoleon's Garden, Holland Park, with Kostya Benkovic. Today I'm actually on site in Napoleon's Garden in Holland Park for the installation of Konstantin Benkovic, the right hand of God. I'm here today with Konstantin. Hi, Konstantin. Hey. I ask each artist several questions. The first being, how would you explain what you do to someone that doesn't know your work? Как бы ты объяснил смысл твоей работы тому, кто не знаком с твоими работами в целом? И вообще, what you do, что ты глобально занимаешься? Это вторая работа из серии божественного вмешательства в дела людей. Рука Бога в Библии, в Торе появляется тогда, когда Бог вмешивается в наши дела, в земные дела. So this is the uh, this is the second artwork which Kostya's created in the series about how God interferes with the lives of ordinary people, and it's using um, biblical iconography as well as iconography from the Torah um, about how God is in control of people's lives. Первая работа была сделана летом 2020 года в разгар пандемии коронавируса, когда все люди были напуганы и ждали такого апокалипсиса. И это было тоже облако и тоже рука, но рука была в резиновой перчатке. Резиновая перчатка стала символом пандемии. So the first artwork Kostya's actually created it during the rise of the pandemic in 2020, which was a kind of apocalyptic time for everyone. Uh, and it was using similar imagery, so it was a hand and the same kind of cloud. However, the hand was actually in a rubber glove, which wow. is now known to be a symbol of the pandemic and the crazy times when people completely felt out of control of their lives as if the higher power is creating this obstacle and um but it's it, it follows a very similar imagery эта работа была сделана нелегально это первая работа в отличие от нашей второй работы которую мы делаем в рамках фестиваля so the first artwork uh, was created individually um, and this is the, the second one was created within the art trail for Kensington Chelsea with the kind support of Bird and Carrots Art Foundation, uh, which has recently started. Um, and it has been produced especially for this public installation project. Я занимаюсь концептуальным искусством, и для меня очень важно именно тот смысл, посыл, который я своими работами передаю людям. То, что я делаю визуально, это важно, но это вторично. Kosti is a conceptual artist. Uh, for him, the main idea behind his artwork is the goal. So he's, he's, he's trying to achieve a kind of concept rather than the visuals. The visuals come to the concept. So um, this artwork is obviously highly conceptual as well. In my work, a material. In this work, I use armature and beton. Armature is the basis of Это конструкционный материал, который не должен вообще гнуться изначально. So material and the medium he's using is very, very important as well um, for portraying the concept. It's uh, a mixture of concrete and heavy metal, which is the basis of buildings and it's it's the foundation for many things. So here it's also used in a symbolic way. It's not supposed to be bent, it's supposed to be solid and rigid. However, here obviously we've achieved a very fluid form um, with a metal which um, 
supports the idea of the sculpture? Well, in my own practice, um, I deal with uh, the effects of prison, and it was the rebow that caught my eye with right. with your work when when I first saw it a few years ago. Именно использование арматуры привлекло большое внимание из-за того, что работы Гарри напрямую связаны с тюрьмами и с визуализацией тюрьмы. Гарри направленно считывает коды, потому что в России арматура такой символ несвободы, устоявшийся, который очень хорошо считывают и русские люди. Я сам родом из России. Все решетки, которые у нас делаются в тюрьмах, и решетки, которые делаются вообще на окнах квартир, домов, so you're, you're absolutely correct uh, in terms of um, decoding this kind of uh, iconography about the lack of freedom. So this work directly links to the Russian um, problems in prisons and kind of putting obstacles between people and um, limiting their freedom because it's it's the kind of materials of the rebar it's it's very symbolic for Russian people we come across it every day because it's the same material which is used to put kind of protective shields on windows mm. obviously it's the same material used in prisons and because Kosti is Russian uh, originally it's 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 a very important um, message for him so that Russian people would read it as well in данном случае я говорю на первоначальном предназначении арматуры, то есть это такая основа каждого здания. Я знаю, что я видел работу АВВ, который тоже использует арматуру, но по-другому. То есть он знаменитая была работа, гробы, детские гробы, в которых была скручена арматура, которая не была специально для этого сделана, она была просто выпилена из зданий, разрушенных от землетрясения, и положена в детские гробы. Это был такой символ коррупцию в Китае, когда некачественно строили здания, школы, и та арматура, которая должна была быть из одной стали, была сделана из другой, более дешевой, она погнулась во время землетрясения, здания рухнули, погибло очень много детей. So in this case, the idea behind using the rebars is directly linking to the original purpose of it, which is to be a solid piece of construction and uh, Kosti was highly inspired by a Chinese artist Ai Weiwei who oh, has yeah. actually made um, a work of the same material which is the kind of coffins um, that was a comment on natural disasters and the way they interfere with such strong materials, even metal and it, it's a very emotional piece of work which um, kind of was an inspiration for this as well. Так, если АВВ брал уже арматуру, которая стихия, спросил, то я вот это напряжение сам создаю. То есть я гну металл сам. So unlike АВВ, Kostis actually put the force onto the rebars by himself. So unlike using natural disaster as a way of bending and interfering with the material, he is the one who's manipulating it and creating those shapes which seem unnatural for such a strong material for us. То есть я сравниваю наш мир, как будто здание, если когда в нем гнется арматура, здание рушится. So he is associated with the original way that rebars are used in buildings and that if they're bent, that means that there is a kind of destruction present and the theme of destruction also links to the idea of this sculpture. And when you see the rebar bent, we have the impression of weakness, don't we, when we, we see the bent rebar? Когда мы видим арматуру погнутую, есть ли какое-то ощущение слабости? 
Да, есть напряжение такое очень сильное, которое возникает у людей, когда они видят именно тот материал, который не должен быть гнутым. Да? Это, я использую mm -hmm. это, конечно же. Who are not familiar with this kind of work that when they see it for the first time they see this material being manipulated in such an unusual way there's definitely a sense of unease данный сюжет если брать его да это такой тоже христоматини библейский сюжет это наказание людей вообще если смотреть историю ну то есть если смотреть ветхий завет или тору она изобилует такими моментами когда бог наказывает людей за какие-то их провинности и он посылает им разные стихийные бедствия which um, is visually represented in the right hand of God. Yeah. Война, которая сейчас началась между Россией и Украиной, агрессия России против Украины. Mm -hmm. И все эти как бы, события, они такие как бы связываются в одном, что-то такое, что как бы, я предчувствую, что, мы все предчувствуем, что это может вообще превратиться в какой-то такой крах на человечество. The main idea behind this is the kind of feeling of a bad omen, which we've been seeing in the past years, firstly with the pandemic, which was absolutely shocking for everyone, and now with the war which Russia broke out against Ukraine, um, which is a very personal topic for Kostya as well. And all of these signs which have been kind of happening and appearing in front of us brought distress and It, it gives an impression that maybe we're facing some kind of apocalyptic mm. time, almost like the Bible has, um, you know, predicted. So the sculpture is also touching upon the theme of fate and uh, kind of omens which are present in real life. В своих работах я никогда не утверждаю. Я задаю скорее вопросы и пытаюсь эти вопросы адресовать зрителю, чтобы они думали и задумывались о том, что о последствиях возможных, которые сейчас происходят в мире, то, что сейчас происходит. But at the same time, um, this sculpture and generally Kostya's artwork aren't there to make a statement. They're there to provoke the viewers to ask themselves questions, including um, the questions about the ethics of the current situation and the war has been started by Russia, etc., etc. So it's supposed to be a reflective kind of um, conceptual work. Я верю, что ничего, ничто не предрешено, и что все-таки там в руках человечества остановить возможно все проблемы, которые у нас. And Costa believes that nothing is um, solidly determined, and that uh, anything can be basically uh, yeah, rearranged, and uh, nothing is out of human control. Like the metal itself, it's very strong, but it can be manipulated. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That's the main goal: is to create this contrast of the metal and the concrete but at the same time the organic shapes yeah well the irony is Kostya's work does deal with freedom and lack of freedom and 
in recent years he's had to leave Russia to um, to look after and protect his own freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ну, я вообще последовательно в течение последних шести лет в России делал много разных работ, которые ну, протестных работ, которые были, как я называю, хроника деградации государства. То есть то, что происходило, я фиксировал то, что происходило в государстве, и я старался пока, сделать работу именно на эти темы. Очень важно. Kind of activist artist, more of a rebellion against the government, and he uh, sums it up in the phrase, which is the progress of degradation of the government, because um, obviously with the laws that are introduced, etc., etc., it can be documented through artworks, and he's created multiple installations and public art, which goes against the Russian government as a sign of protest through uh, visuals. Да, каждая моя работа была там, о потерянной свободе определенной. Mm-hmm. То, есть, то, то ли это был убитый политик, который потенциально мог стать президентом страны, или это Боинг сбитый был, который на, на Донецке, там, и расследование которого до сих пор мы не можем узнать никакие результаты, там, и, и нет, нет, нет тех людей, которые принесли бы за это ответственность. Или вот последняя моя работа была, самая последняя моя тритарт работа была год назад сделана в России, на День России. Это часы, на которые была надпись России, но механизм у них в обратную сторону шел. То есть это тоже такое было как бы предчувствие, наверное, от того, что Россия она разворачивается в обратную сторону, неестественно, противоестественно. Ход времени поменяли, и то, что сейчас мы видим, происходит. So the last years uh, all of his artworks had the reoccurring theme of uh, limitations of freedom in Russia. It all started with, you know, whether it's an artwork that talks about a murdered, uh, assassinated politician who might have become a president, or it is a work which touches upon the topic of an uncovered mystery of a plane which was shot in Donetsk, and yeah. to this day it's, it remains a kind of covered up situation. And um, another very significant work, um, which was the last kind of public art made in Russia, is a clock um, where it actually goes backwards and it has the word Russia written on it, which symbolizes uh, yeah. the kind of the downfall of the country and the government um, going backwards in time, essentially. It was a very provocative piece of public art which was installed outside on the Russian National Day. Oh, so wow. Yeah, it was a quite a provocative... Um, and was it there for long? Uh, they, they lasted four days. <laughs> we, the people in the West, in the UK, um, don't quite realise the consequences for a, a Russian artist, Russian activists, to to work at home and go against their government. In the UK, we're protected. Mm-hmm. We have it quite easy, but yeah, we don't realise how difficult it can be for сейчас очень много изменилось в России после 24 февраля. Теперь уже вообще невозможно художников высказываться, как бы вообще на любую тему политическую. 
Это все может быть под уголовной ответственностью да, при преследовании тюрьмы. Поэтому в России я уехал из России, потому что ну, не высказываться я не могу, а высказываться там сейчас это очень опасно. So after the war broke out on the 24th of February, the freedom of Russian artists has been limited to an extreme extent, and it's kind of bizarre how all of these laws have been introduced to limit this freedom and essentially put all the people who tried to go against the system, put them in a box, and Kostya had to leave Russia because he's not able to keep quiet and he's not able to protest within the new Russian system, so he's escaped for um, the sake of producing more artwork because the, the creative industry in Russia is currently suffering from a lack of freedom. Ну, до какого-то момента мне это удавалось России делать, и многие вещи там я достаточно свободен, был свободен для себя, по крайней мере, не, не, не делал никаких ограничений. Mm -hmm. So up, up to a certain point he was able to make personal artworks in Russia uh, without being limited, but yeah. obviously now it's, it's changed dramatically. Well, we totally respect what, the, uh, what all activists do to stand up against their government, but for, for a regime that, that is well known for being very harsh, it's a uh, very well respected from my heart, that's for sure. Очень большой респект выражается всем художникам, которые, несмотря на режим, продолжают идти вперед и делать подобные работы. Ну, для меня это я делаю это для себя в первую очередь, потому что это преодоление собственных страхов. То есть я не могу сказать, что я такой герой, там, я там бесстрашный. Каждый раз, когда я что-то делал, я всегда, конечно, там боялся каких-то последствий. Но каждый раз это такой вызов сам, самому себе, потому что я понимал, что я должен это делать. Если э, я это не сделаю, да, то кто это сделает? Какие-то вещи мне казались ну, очень важными для меня сделать, именно чтобы кто-то их сделал. Artistic opinions publicly, but also about self-reflection and being able to challenge your own ideas. The way you create something in reality from a concept which exists within your mind. So it, it's not um, the main goal is not to kind of release this idea into the public as a rebellion. It's it's also a challenge for the inner self. But all the time when there is authorities trying to make everyone be quiet all the time that there is small single voices they come together to make one loud voice to mm -hmm. for, for everyone else to be heard каждый раз когда такие люди собираются вместе и делают свои маленькие вещи потихоньку и постепенно это все в итоге складывается в одну большую картину и продвигается ситуация в плане ограничения свободы Hopefully, hopefully it is this way. Unfortunately, at the moment in Russia, it doesn't even work Currently, numerous artists in Russia are being prosecuted by the government, and it, the price which they're about to pay is their own freedom. So a lot of people yeah. might actually end up in jail, especially street art and public art artists. Uh, are risking their own freedom um, simply because they've expressed certain opinions um, in public, yeah. And it's strange that urge that an artist and an activist gets 
to, to express themselves, even against such dangers. So for Kosti, uh, the previously um, mentioned Chinese artist, Ai Weiwei is actually a very huge inspiration in terms of this uh, symbiosis which is created because he was originally a kind of pro-government in a certain way artist. He's, he's the main artist for the uh, Olympic Games in Beijing, but then uh, soon after that he s kind of shifted towards the other way and he had to leave China as well because of um, the lack of freedom which he's faced. So th there are numerous examples like this um, in the artwork country. So. Well, I'm a, a trustee. Uh, I, I work with a, a prison charity in the UK. Mm -hmm and it's a prison arts charity and each year we put a very large exhibition on in London mm -hmm. and this year the curator is Ai Weiwei, he's working with us at the moment wow, okay. creating the exhibition Great, um, where, where is it? It's at the Royal Festival Hall in, right. in, on the South Bank okay. mm -hmm. And when is it? It's, it will be round about November time Ok, благотворительные, которые собирает работы художников, э, которые сидят в тюрьме, и Айвэйвэй mm -hmm. как раз таки будет so одним из кураторов. They um, they submit their artwork to Kersler Arts. All, all over the world. All, no, in the UK. Okay. Mm -hmm. They send their artwork in, and then it gets sorted out by the curator. This year, Айвэйвэй. One of your guys is just about to ask a question. Painted the print by. You got another print again. Uh, do you want to show us the Karasik? Yeah. Yeah. Do it now. Yeah. Can we stop? All good. Thank you very much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Take care. See you later. Thank you. Okay. Had a small um, break. Yeah. I guess we can. So, continue. if you're in the UK. Mm -hmm. Um, when this goes ahead, yeah. I'll get in touch and, and I'll see if I can get you some invites to the yeah, private that, view. That, that'd be amazing. Yeah, we were just talking about how it, it's it's very interesting, although in a way it's um, it's interesting to see it from the side and participate because obviously it's a completely different situation to be able to create work within the prison. Yeah, it's 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 quite unusual concept but we'll be glad to see it yeah well that's where I discovered art while I was a serving prisoner mm -hmm. um, many years ago discovered art fell in love with art mm -hmm. and um, well that was that was my story you know Он пришел к тому, что делает эту выставку сейчас. Yeah, it's a very inspiring story that you come all of this way and now, you know, you're creating this collaborative. And then we're project. sitting here talking about freedom yeah. while his sculpture is being installed. And and just as as we finish, 
as does the installation. Mm -hmm. So I thank you for your time. Thank you. And I'll thank you. let you carry on with your installation. Great. Thanks a lot for having us here, and uh, we hope and to see uh, you. You are our first audience. Ah, oh, yes, there you yes, go. Yes. I am. <laughs> it looks mighty fine, doesn't it? Сейчас главное не не трогать, потому что она действительно там еще сохнет. Нет, так просто сейчас для себя даже. Мантра. Hello, I'm Vasalia Chilton, the director of Kensington Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail. The artist you've just been listening to is part of the Kensington Chelsea Art Week and Art Trail. The Art Trail starts on the 18th of June and ends on the 31st of August. You can find all the details on our website kcaw.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening. If you've got an exhibition or any other creative project within the arts, or even just want to promote your own artwork, you could do that in podcast form similar to the one you've just listened to. They start at a convenient price point that is comfortable for any artist working on a budget. This podcast itself is created by working artists and we know how important that is. So to find out more information, you can email us on ministryofartsorg at gmail.com or on Instagram at ministryofartsorg. Ta-da! Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.